And uh, we are live. Chris, welcome. Thank you. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Mate, uh, Tape Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the famous Muay Thai meme page on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and if uh, people don't know, they need, they'll, they'll know about it after this. But I, uh, we were just chatting about how I came to know much more about you. And the, the meme with the work on your defense with the water squirt. 10 out of 10. Like, yeah, it's 10 yeah. out of 10. Really, I should put it up. Um, <laughs> but, man, yeah, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. But, uh, mate, so tell me. Tell us a bit about yourself, what, uh, what you're working on, what you, what you do with yourself, and how you ended up where you are. Because you sort of, to get to the, the amount of people that are watching yeah. your stuff and following you, it takes a lot of work and yeah, dedication, a lot yeah. of time building content. But, man, yeah, floor's yours. Go for it. Yeah, uh, it does take a lot of work. Um, I think what get a little bit closer. To um, yeah, sorry. It does, right. it does take a lot of work. Um, I think when you see a very well executed piece of content, what um, you tend not to see is the amount of effort that goes behind it, the inspiration you need to know mm. to put it, the vibe you got to put through the content, uh, the video editing skills. Sorry, the video editing skills. Um, you know the marketing skills. So the way it essentially all started is that I used to actually run a yoga page, right? The idea okay. was that we were going to start a yoga platform, um, you know, where you can come in and learn uh, vinyasa, ashtanga vinyasa yoga, uh, yes. which is a very mobile strength-based style of yoga. How different is that to Bikram or just regular? Uh, it's very different. You're moving and you're breathing at the same time. It's very strength-based. Have you ever seen those yoga um, you know, those yoga flows where those people are just doing crazy things and mm. they're moving in and out of poses. Yeah, I have. I have. It's like that. Mm. Um, and I posted consistently shit content for five years straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the biggest learning lessons, you ever heard of the survivorship bias? You only ever hear about the people who win. Yeah. yeah. And you always hear about, had I inst started Instagram early? I started Instagram early and I posted religiously two, three times a day. For five years and yeah. never went anywhere because wow. the idea was we want to, I wanted to do something with it, uh, you know, um, bring yoga to the on, uh, to the online world. So after that, we had the lockdowns that they came in. Mm. I saw mandates coming in. Mm. You know, I saw all these different things coming in, and then I was like, okay, well, my real calling was always martial arts. It was mm. always Muay Thai. I started it when I was about thirteen years old. Awesome. You know, been doing it for a long time, and I wanted to inspire a new generation of people to jump into Muay Thai, but I wanted to get a message across to them from a different angle. Mm. Social media is a very hectic place. It is. Right? It's intensely competitive, intensely competitive. It's like walking into a loud room and you're trying to get your message over across all these people talking at one person. And I need to get my message across over to that person there. Mm. And I need to do it in a way where they can look at my stuff, they can consume it, they can understand it. Um, so initially I started off with unoriginal content for a year and a half, as in posting up movies, martial arts things, things that I watched with my dad growing mm. up, your Van Dams, you know, yeah. your Bloodsport, yeah. Kickboxer, um, with the message that, hey, like, you know, this type of content is the stuff that got a lot of people my age, so I'm 38 now, into Muay Thai, and I wanted to share that. Mm. And then what happened was that um, purely by chance, I came across a piece of content on Instagram where this person had labeled it uh, making tea, doing bo how boxers make tea in the morning. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. one of my first videos. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know if you I noticed think, that. I yeah, think yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was one of my yeah. first videos. And so I looked at it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I can do this. 
you know, I was a bit demotivated from the whole yoga thing because yeah. I didn't do too well in it. Yeah. I think I think I can do this. And that's how it all started. I put that one out. I got really good responses to it. So then I started making a habit of consistently filming and posting um, in order to show, if you look at the bio of my thing, the lighter side of a savage sport to inspire people to take up the sport. And now it's grown to a point where I get a lot of messages every every day, people telling me, oh, thank you. You're the, um, since I've watched your stuff, I've taken up Muay Thai. Oh, no it's way. It's inspired me That's to awesome. do my first Muay Thai boxing class, yeah. stuff like that. It's a martial arts, especially in Australia, it is, it's a very, uh, how do I, it's, it's a very overwhelming process if you've never done it. Yeah, yeah. And from experience, when I jumped into BJJ, no one with me. So, you know, you try something new, you have a mate that goes with you. Yeah, you sort of yeah. share an interest. It makes the makes it easier. You sort yeah. of relate well. I just walked into this gym because it, it was in Weatherill Park, actually. Um, signed up and did a couple of sessions. Yeah, I wasn't too bad. Got injured or whatever and then just parked it. Had kids and things just spiraled and COVID and everything else. But um, jumping into it, it's a very difficult process because i grew up playing like soccer and footy yeah. and team sports and and sport where it's it's a more of a less confronting sport where it's not one-on-one in your face when you're wrestling or rolling with people or you know fighting with people it's that that one-on-one combat where it makes it all, all different yeah yeah so i know in australia it's not big it's not huge other parts of the world it is but here we play cricket we play soccer we play footy um so learning it or getting into it, it's very very it's very challenging because you got to really have that overcome that fear of that combat and that one on one person, literally just doing what you're trying to do, and it's just who's got the bigger the bigger balls at the end of the day, or who's the, who's trained more prepared, or whatever else it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's good. It's good that people are joining, uh, getting into it based on what you're posting. Like, yeah, that was that was the initial that was the initial idea, and I understand what you're saying. So, um, when you start putting out content and stuff. Um, essentially what you're doing, you're talking to the market and you get start to get feedback from that. Mm. And what I found was that um, I, ha- I found that there was a lot of people who were very intimidated to start Muay Thai because what you tend to see... Mm, that's the what word, I, intimidated. Yeah, yeah, what I tend to see in a lot mm. of Muay Thai boxing content when, I, when I'm on socials is that I see a lot of hardcore training. I see a lot of fighting. Mm. And statistically speaking, right, uh, most people who take up boxing Muay Thai don't want to fight. They just want to do it for the love of training. Just that was train. my initial slogan for the love of training, actually. They yeah, want that's to do right, it for the a, love of training. A lot training. of people don't actually want to compete. They just want to actually train and learn, yeah, exactly. learn yeah. the form of it because it's such yeah. a good sport. It's beautiful. Yeah, and um, what I want to do is I want to come out at a different angle mm. to talk to these people. So you got really the, the hardcore training, the hardcore fighting, and they got their own people that they talk to. And I'm like, there's a whole market here of people who really want to do it, very intimidated to start. So I want to speak to these people. So I want to show them content that shows them a lighter side of the sport. So they're like, oh, you know what? It's not, it's not as intimidating as I thought. Yeah. I'm going to go start it. So I work really hard to get that message across to the point where, um, like I'm posting on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, then I'm going live on TikTok every morning, every night as well. One hour, one hour in the morning, one hour at night. So it's just a lot of time. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's a lot of time. Fuck. And then that's the actual content. Like to build a video, I mean, I'm nowhere near anywhere. Like, I, 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 hands up, I'm very basic when it comes to tech. I don't pay anyone to do it. I just offer yeah. oh, for recordings and stuff. Yeah, but Instagram posts and I, I've tried it. Anyways, I need to spend more time, but I don't really have it. But um, 
it takes time to yeah. refine it and get it right and cut and copy and chop it all up and put the music and then, you know, yeah. the image. Oh, mate, it takes so many goes to get it right. And have you ever found that you make one and then you're like, you spend all this time and you're like, fuck, this isn't even that good. Has that ever happened to you? Um, only- <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to me. I've, anyways, yeah, go. <laughs> um, only, to be honest, I'll be honest, we've only done it. It's only happened a couple of times, yeah. actually. Um, in terms of the time, I, I agree with you. I've, one of the things I do believe in, it takes, like, it takes a team to work to make the dream work. Yeah, yeah 100%. So I got my wife. She films um, everything. She's kind of like the director, the, <laughs> video, the videographer. <laughs> I show her the inspiration. Yeah. Of the po- I show the inspiration. Look, see this energy we got in this video, and yeah. she can remember things like that. Yeah, that's so She only needs to look at it once. I have to look at it like five, six times, and she looks at it. She lo- understands the energy of it. She understands the angles it's coming at. You know, and then she puts me into the right position. She goes, "No, you got to be here. You got to do that." I see. And then, yeah, it's good. You got yeah. it. Yeah, and then I do good all the thing. chopping, the editing, which takes a couple of hours. Um, there's only been a couple where after we've done it. I was like, I actually don't like that one because I don't like the message. More so, I don't like the message it comes across. And mm. some of them we have done. I'm like, you know what? The sound hasn't been good. It's too poor quality. Um, mm. You get penalized on poor quality stuff. That's true. Right? Yeah, that's very true. So I'm like, yeah. So that's the, only the two realms. If the quality of it's poor or the message is poor. And I had one video where I actually canned it. Um, where, you know, you get a lot of trolls in fighting. Right, you get a you get a lot of them. Anything yeah. online, it's only online, right? But yeah, yeah anyways, but with, get, in fighting, yeah, definitely, you get a lot. And I understand it's a very primal thing, yeah. Right, it talks to the most primal nature of you, so mm-hmm. I understand where the differing opinion comes from. Yeah. And then you get the other level, which is a lot of trolls. So I had a video about trolls, right? And the video was that it was just some really, really overweight guy. Like he was really overweight. And I'm sitting on a couch. I've put a pillow under here and I've got a big massive, sorry, I've got a big massive cake on top of my belly yeah. and I'm stuffing my face and I'm bagging out the fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm just saying random stuff. But then I was like, no, I don't like this message because um, a lot of trolls actually don't really look like that, mm. you know? And there That's could true. be people who want to do Muay Thai and they probably feel like maybe I've, you know, taken like, you know, a hit at them. Mm. So I always want people leaving my page feeling good, yeah. having fun. You know, feeling inspired. That's it. That's good. No, no I like yeah. it, man. I like it. And what was your like? Were you born into the, into Muay Thai? Like, was your was your father uh, like similar training into it, and, that, and got that's how you got into it, or how did it all start for you? Uh, the way it, the way it all started. So I wasn't born into it. Coming from an Assyrian background, yeah, right. Um, so I'm Assyrian, and um, with Assyrians, like if you know how to fight, you know, like growing up, if you know how to fight. They go, oh, look at this kid, he's strong, man. Yeah, you yeah. Get, yeah. You know, yeah. you get an ego boost, oh, look at him, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then si- sitting with my dad, um, sitting with my dad, he used to make us watch the hard targets, you know, Van Damme yeah, hard yeah, target, yeah, yeah. blood sport, kickboxing. And what happened was my parents used to drive us, my mum used to drive me to school. And on the way to school, there was a kickboxing gym on the way called, I will never forget it, Thunder Legs Muay Thai Gym. And it was a picture of these big guys with big ripped legs. And I just <laughs> saw these ripped legs. And I was like, I want to be like that. Yeah. So I told my mum, you know, I want to go train there. And were your parents hesitant? Was your mum hesitant? No, I don't think she understood. <laughs> I don't think she understood it. But see, like, my parents understood combat. They weren't really into the martial arts. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So they want, they, my dad was even iffy about rugby league. Like, they were too, you know, over- yeah, overprotective. Yeah. But yeah. they didn't really get the gist of it. So I guess yeah, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's how it started. And, yeah. and then I went in there. I was 13. We did it for about, did it for about three years. Uh, there from 13, 16, then, you know, school kind of got in the way, you yeah. know, had to study and all that stuff. But 
it was an awesome three years, trained really hard. I think the guy who taught us, like the guy who trained us, when he used to make us spar, he used to go like, yeah, it's full contact, like a full-on fight. So oh, we used wow. to go. Oh, 13, 14? Yeah, yeah, so we used to go at each other. Yeah, and he, nice. he had me sparring like <laughs> 18, 19-year-old guys who were beating the living shit out of me. Yeah, what? You know? No way. And, um, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I took a break. And then from there, I trained again from 20 to 23. Yeah. Took another break. Then how my, much are you training? Like two, three days a week, more? Uh, now I'm doing boxing. I'm 38 now, so it's, yeah, it's yeah. a bit harder. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So now I'm doing boxing. I'm doing that with my coach from uh, the lab fitness training. He's, he runs an awesome gym in Ashcroft. He's a big, big Samoan guy. Like, yeah, nice. Bloody strong. Awesome. I'm doing that with him once a week, and then I train uh, two times a week on my own. And then the other stuff, I'm doing things around longevity of my body because mm. I'm getting older. Mm. You know, I don't want to be... Well, not that old, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be one of those, um, like, I think because, like, we, we got a daughter and I want to be running around with her. I want to be playing with her. Yeah. I don't want to not be able to run around with her and, like, you know, have bad hips, bad knees. Yeah. So um, I really manage my training. So you're looking about three times a week, right? Nice. And then the other is, like, yoga and weights. Mm, awesome. Yeah. yeah. You're right. As you get a bit older, mobility becomes a bit more of a problem. Stretching, yeah. I, 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 I know, man, I need to do it more, but stretching is, is so good. Um, yeah. And, and it's in the mornings, man, especially as you get older, your hips start to get a bit tighter. And growing yeah, up, yeah. played so much sport, you know, you'd always stretch and never a problem. As you get older, you start to really feel the difference. And I'm not, yeah. I'm, like, I'm 30, 34 this year, nearly for 34. But um, definitely notice as, as the 30s kick in, the body just starts to change, you know, with regards to how it recovers and. And everything else, but um, yeah, man, awesome, man. So you, so you're sort of, you know, part time in the Muay Thai and boxing and training, and then you're working on this, on this page, which has really started to to take off. And um, I'm also you getting into the YouTube now. You were saying earlier, um, yeah. have you got the page open already on YouTube? Yeah, so the page is open right now on YouTube. Um, awesome. I'm just, I'm repurposing what I've done on Insta and TikTok into the YouTube. But the idea is to keep the page going until i figure longer until i figure out longer form content mm. because right now um you know if anyone has has kids a lot of your time is spent like you know it's spending yeah. time with your kids and stuff Definitely. like that but the idea is that i keep it going and then when the time is right um first of all the time is never right by the way you just got to do it got to do it yeah <laughs> exactly man good point good um point. but um when i do have the uh time is that i want to do longer form content as in go to the different Muay Thai gyms, train there, talk to the fighters, go to Muay Thai camps in Thailand, vlog that. Mm. Like the, have you, You've done that already? Yeah, I've, I've done the Muay Thai. I haven't vlogged it, but I've trained that in Thailand. Yeah, how was that? Was amazing I, experience. Yeah, awesome. Was it it's, a week? Uh, no, so I did, I did one week at one Muay Thai camp and I did a month at another. Oh, nice. Um, a month is hard. And one of the biggest obstacles you have at a Muay Thai camp is your recovery. Mm. The training is very intense. You can do the training at your leisure like when you want mm. you don't have to train all the time yeah but you're there for a month you want to make the use of it mm. you will come back extremely conditioned extremely fit extremely conditioned yeah uh usually the training's two times a week you run in the morning you come back you do your pad work you do your clinching you do your sparring oh just twice a week no, no, sorry, two times a day. I'll tell you, twice a week isn't nah. too bad. You know? <laughs> Go to Thailand have a few yeah. drinks, train twice a week. Nah, some people did that. Some people training did that and they were messed. It's like yeah, there's no point shit. in you coming. Yeah, twice a day. If, you want, if you're really going to do it, but you're going to do it properly. Because when yeah. I was younger, I knew, I knew some guys that did it. They actually went, I don't know if they did a month or a week or two weeks with some camps. But yeah. man, the um, that's definitely going to be a very 
like different experience because we're just going there just to fight and i'd imagine having gone to thailand a few times you know they're, they're pretty they love it it's there until they breathe and live and breathe it so um yeah awesome man so you've had a bit of an experience in in everything yeah and yeah yeah getting into the into the the years where you really want to create some wealth there i mean i know i'm similar boat um similar boat it's a it's a long game just trying to really build it and grow it and you know find the right content and all that other fun stuff that comes with it yeah yeah um the the idea is that I always had a belief where um with these pages is that always have to be whatever you put out kind of has to be in service to others yeah so you always got to put out something of value at the end of the day whatever you're putting out really falls into three categories inspirational educational entertainment right i'm kind of more the entertainment mm. Three of they all can intersect. You got people like the Liver King, you know, entertainment and inspirational. You yeah. know, you got people like Andrew Tate, who's probably entertainment. He's probably a little bit of free, bit of, yeah, more entertainment, of. I'd say. But what do you think of him? He's, a, he's an interesting guy, isn't he? Yeah. At the end of the day, um, I think he's an absolute genius at social media. Yeah. He's used affiliate marketing to mm. really get his name out. Yeah, he has. Because um, to really, he's used all his students to pump out his content left, mm. right, and center. I think he knows how the game works. He purposely says polarizing, controversial things uh, to get the algorithm to work in his favor. At the end of the day, the way it works is that, so a lot of people like to focus on the algorithm, right? They're like, oh, I gotta you know, put the right hashtags, make it a certain length. The right way to look at it is you gotta focus on human psychology. Whatever you put out, has to evoke an emotion in someone, mm. right? That is the crux of everything you put out. It either has to evoke an emotion of anger. They read, look at your stuff, right? And like, what the hell is this? Mm. It makes them angry. Or an ev- emotion of inspiration. I want to go train. I want to go do this. I want to go hard. Make some laugh. It has to evoke an emotion because everyone's vying for this, for that person's attention. Yeah, gotcha. So you, you really want to have a focus on a purpose. And yeah. I agree 100% to your point about not doing it for anyone but your your, your audience yeah. you know all the content you're building shouldn't be for you like really it's at the end of the day you've got a goal where you want to help people form a form a sort of bond with muay thai and break down that barrier of that intimidating yeah, exactly you yeah. know uh process of getting into it um and once you know what your purpose is man it, you're right your content it becomes you really want to focus on the people because and in the last couple of years that we've had as well have been pretty treacherous with lockdowns and everything associated with all that you know shit we had for for a couple of years people want to have something to to look forward to or to laugh about or to enjoy so no i mean totally love it it's fantastic it's fantastic so so what's next for you so because like you know you're getting some you're getting some traction what are you sort of are you you doing any type of courses or you're learning anything on the site to try and build it or is there anyone you're sort of mentoring or following to get inspiration from like how how do you sort of navigate through it yeah so the next so the next steps are um i'll be putting up so there's a couple of things there'll be a take muay thai website coming up that is sort of like um, merchandise space that'll be related to what i do yeah you know, so things like shirts, your singlets, your shorts, all that stuff. So a lot of people have been asking for those. So I'll be putting that up. Uh, the other things will be that um, my boxing coach, I was talking to him. I want to put up an online boxing training course, mainly targeted at people who don't have access to the gym. I get a lot of messages from people who don't have access to a gym. They want to train, 
but they don't know where to start. They don't know what to learn. Yeah, that's such a that's such a big yeah. one too. Because you can go into a gym where they, where you do weights and then hit a boxing bag. But for all you know, you're not hitting the bag right. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, that's that's yeah. awesome, man. That's really good. And look, it's not it's not like the best thing you can do is go into a gym, a Muay Thai gym, a boxing gym to learn. Hands down, absolute best thing you can do. But if you don't have access to one and you still want to learn it, then this will be the second best thing. Yeah. And then. I'm probably going to hit up my ex uh, Muay Thai trainer, collab with him on an online course because we got a lot of people asking the same thing about Muay Thai. They want to learn it. They don't have access to a gym. And I'm like, well, here, like, here's the best thing for you. Um, and then um, that will be the three main goals going forward in the next year or so that I see. Awesome. They're, they're the three main goals. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And um, the idea is just to spread the message as far as possible, as wide as possible, uh, through all um, social media platforms, and and I guess w- with people wanting to get into it, what's the the main thing that's going to be the biggest challenge at the beginning? Is it the conditioning the body? Is it the fitness? Is it you know wearing down the the certain parts of the shins and the elbows and the and the hands just to get get that body ready for combat? Like, because I know there's a lot of people that would probably be hesitant based on whether they don't want to get hit or they don't want to yeah. have to you know roll their shins or run up and down hills. Like, I, what what do you sort of from your experience, what do you think is the biggest, biggest hurdles in the beginning? The biggest hurdles I've found from um, people that I've talked to is that they feel like they're going to rock in there and they're going to look like an idiot and not know <laughs> anything that they're doing, yeah. which is 100% true, Yeah. right? First time I went in there, I threw a punch and almost fell over. Yeah. Like I leaned into the... Oh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> so <laughs> true. <laughs> so true. I remember going 100 miles an hour, um, gassing myself in my first... Yeah, session because I didn't know how to manage the the gas tank because you're just so full of adrenaline and this new experience. Yeah, so definitely that's a good one. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so that's that's the first thing. Second thing is that it will expose your cardio, right? Yep. Your cardio is gonna you're gonna realize how bad your cardio is, <laughs> yeah. right? And then um, the third thing it will expose, and not many people realize it. It will expose your mindset. So and that will be based on your first two. So you will realize your first mm. two, and you have two groups of people. You have one type of person who will say, you know what, my technique is bad, my cardio is bad, but there's all these weapons inside the gym and I'm going to get to that one day. So you're going to have that person. Yeah. Then the next person is going to be like, oh, you know what, I'm completely shit at this. Mm. Their perceived rate of success they believe for themselves is low compared to the amount of work they have to put in and they're not going to come back, mm. right? So what I tend too to, hard, yeah. Yeah, what I tend to say to people is that I give them my experience. When I went in, I was terrible. I felt like I wanted to throw up. But every Olympian swimmer was once a shit swimmer. Mm. Every Olympian sprinter was once a shit sprinter. I'm not going to say you're going to be an Olympian, (laughs) but you get get the idea of the message. 100%, yeah. What it does, and I think the reason why some people take the combat part so much to heart if they're not good, is that combat calls to the most primal nature of you, Mm. right? It exposes the most primal nature of you. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, like if you can't fight, if you feel like you're really bad at fighting, it like can potentially, you you tell yourself this story that the most primal nature of you is weak. This subconscious belief gets zapped because you don't have that instinct or you don't feel like you have that instinct. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of people don't know they have the, the ability until they have to. That's the other thing. Yeah. When they're yeah. put into a situation and they have to throw hands, they don't know that they can until they have to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it's so true, man. Like the the intimidation and, and that that 
getting familiar and getting comfortable being uncomfortable is probably one of the big ones because you're right there's so many you walk into a gym and you see so many guys in there that know what they're doing and you just feel like the biggest idiot yeah, yeah. you're just start, you, you can just tell how many years these guys have been training just by the way they're hitting the bag and you're like oh shit I'm yeah okay this is going to be interesting like dude my first jujitsu lesson had no idea, like no idea <laughs> to bow the process of like no idea, no idea. The first 15 minutes of the warm up, I yeah. was like, <gasps> like I hadn't trained, was smoking cigarettes. But for that month, in talking to the fitness aspect of what you were talking about with, you know, what you'll notice improvements of, man, I noticed in the two weeks leading up to that, till I started, I basically just finished, quit cigarettes. And within two weeks, I noticed my gas tank just like just started growing. Yeah, bit yeah. by bit, incrementally, and it was just I got really comfortable with that feeling of being uncomfortable. And it was actually good because I got to roll with different people every time, and you're learning from this guy and that guy and different belt classes and everything else. So you're really starting to. Yeah. That's where it becomes fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's just getting that first couple of lessons or first couple of, of classes out of the way. And like yeah. taking someone with you, like if you can get someone that's interested as well, it might help. I don't know, just because walking into a place where you don't know anyone can be daunting for some people as well. Yeah, um, with that, I would say probably better. I, I would say probably better to go on your own because you, then you might start relying to always oh, be going with a, a good, person. Yeah, hey, good point. I'd say a hundred percent. Good point. Go on your own because. At the end of the day, like Muay Thai gyms, Muay Thai culture, boxing gyms culture, I'm sure BJJ Academy, they have some of the best cultures, yeah, gym yeah, cultures definitely. around. Everyone's very helpful. Yeah. If you need help, they will help you progress. Everyone is in there to get better. Everyone's in there to get yeah, stronger. Everyone's, I learned that. Yeah. I learned that. Um, also, the other thing is what I find is um, the last thing was that a lot of people are afraid to get hit. And what I tell people is that, look, you're only going to get really hit two ways. If you want to become a fighter, mm-hmm. right? Which you don't you don't have to be like I'm not a fighter. I just love the training of it. Yeah, I tell people think of me as you know you got a bodybuilder who not a bodybuilder someone who loves to weight train and they take yeah. it religiously. They're yeah. eating the weight training. Yeah, yeah. I do that for Muay Thai. Yeah, right. So, so you, you just genuinely get, love it. Yeah, yeah. You only ever get hit if you're going to become a fighter or if you're going to go sparring. Sparring is a separate class. You mm-hmm. don't need to spar and you don't need to be a fighter. You can simply go there and train and love it and meet and meet people. Some of the best times I ever had was with the people I met at a Muay Thai gym. It's one of the, and a lot of people I speak to, when they rock in, they always say it's one of the best decisions they ever made. But if you are going to go, I always recommend go on your own. Mm, don't, that's a good point. Yeah, don't go with someone. It's kind of like traveling. Yeah. Travel on your own as well. Do that for never, once. Never done that. I've traveled yeah. to a destination to meet people, yeah. but I've never traveled by myself to, like, yeah, never done that. Yeah, traveling on your own is good. It's a good experience because you're yeah. forced to having to just meet everyone and get comfortable with People they don't know, right? In a yeah. completely different country, depending where you go. Yeah. Um, so it also allows you to be yourself more. Maybe when you're, if your friend comes, you worry about how your friend's going to look at you. Yeah. They're going to analyze you. Go by we're, yourself. We're very strange, aren't we, humans? We're very worried about perception, how we how we appear on the outside. You yeah, know? It's, yeah. It's such an interesting. I feel like we focus so much on the outside, as rather than focusing on the inside. And I've spoken to like. Got a lot of mates we all train. I'm not. A, I'm not, in, not by any means addicted to training, like anything like that, with you know lifting weights or anything. But I find now people focus far more on the look rather than on getting stronger. You know, like I find when I work out, I want to really get better on the inside, and the byproduct yeah. is the body. 
you know, you get, you yeah, get your 100%. muscles. Where we flipped it, and I sort of that's why people take steroids, right? They take the shortcut of yeah. just getting that look, that physique, have that the way the shirt fits on the body, yeah. Rather than actually put the work into to get better inside, so that you know it's better, yeah. you have a better outcome for life, rather than yeah, just cut the yeah, get get to the or I guess cut the corner, yeah. Um, so yeah, man, it's 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 focusing on what's what's important and what the I guess the goal and. For, for me in any way it's health and, and really health first definitely health man first. definitely having two yeah. I've got kids as well so you want to have that longevity for your, for your children yeah um, and I've, I've really got into BJJ so I can get my, my kids into it yeah. I feel like it's good to know that you can handle yourself as you're growing yeah, 100%. up 100% as a young you know boy or girl peer pressure bullying so many more fours like I'm 34 so I'm a couple of years younger than you but we would have grown up in a similar day where your only bullying was in the schoolyard. You know, there was no <laughs> no online bullying and whatever it was, it would get sorted like outside in the playground. Yeah. There was know? online bullying. It was I don't know if anyone remembers Merck. Merck, no. M I R C. It was it was like Merc? Discord. It's an online chat program. Bro, a I'm, lot of I'm, fights started I'm MSN, from that. MSN Messenger was It was my, on at the same time. Okay, now, so I was yeah. MSN. So yeah. MSN, Bebo, MySpace. Yeah. But that was when the glory days. When was the internet out? In ninety five. Yeah, no. ninety four, ninety five, I believe. Something like it became available to public. Yeah, and then the the yeah, because we had the the Y two K thing yeah. in two thousand. Yeah, so yeah, in the early early days, there was no like I didn't have this. Merc, I didn't yeah. even know what it is. <laughs> but MSN Messenger was the was my thing back uh, yeah. with, <laughs> with social media. But um, but what was Merc? I don't know. Yeah, so it was an online chat program where you essentially you're sending back like you got a channel yeah and you see everyone talking and then you can oh, private shit. you can private chat people and a lot of fights started from that literally a lot of fights in the area started because of that because someone would say something some some smart on the online the, chat on the yeah someone's so this has been going on for ages it's not just it's just that you know what social media has done that the tech we have now has now allowed it to reach a much more broader broader audience yeah, and yeah, exposed yeah. The, a, um, a lot more to the point where you can't switch it off at the then I could switch off. Someone could switch off. It's not a big mm. deal, right? Now socials is literally a part. It's going to be a part of your life, mm. right? And you could like it's very hard to switch off, you know. So if you're getting online bullied, there's that urge to go check oh, what's happening on social. Has this person said something yeah. else about me? Yeah. And you know, like I get it. I don't get bullied. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't get bullied. I get like a lot of trolls as well. I know. Yeah. I get a lot of people that I know would never dare in their life say it to my face would never do it i get random people taking time out of their day to come to me that don't even follow me to tell me i'm shit i'm a flop i'm a wanker my instagram sucks some some pencil neck like some of this pencil neck nerd comes up to me telling me my instagram sucks i'm like so does yours and he's like oh you're insecure much bro i'm like dude you took time out of your day to complain I, to took, me like okay i i have to say i only sometimes feel compelled to say something to a stranger. Yeah. If it's something obnoxiously weird. Yeah. Like if this person identifies as a fry pan, I could be like, dude, like, come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I'm going to say something. Yeah, right? yeah. But if you're just trying to have a laugh, which is pretty much what your yeah. page is about. Yeah. It's making a, a, the humor out of, taking the humor out of a sport, which is pretty brutal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's very brutal actually. Yeah. And make it funny. Cause, and the sitcom clips, I fucking yeah, love yeah, those yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. The sitcom, <laughs> there's three parts, right? I think there's three. There's, three. there's Mate, a boxing one as well. I was, right? I was and seen a BJJ one. I need to say it, but I've seen, I've seen the sitcom, the sitcom ones, but just again, that type of 
content. And people will go out of their way. And I laughed before because I just find it hilarious yeah. how people can do that. Yeah. Like, they've got nothing better to do. It costs nothing to be kind. Yeah. It probably costs you more of your own energy to be negative to someone that's just Definitely, having a crack. Yeah. You're just having a go, like everyone yeah. else is. I think um, the safety behind your phone is real. Mm. Um, I've experienced yeah. that one time. I tell this story somewhere. I was driving down a road. I was driving down my, uh, the road in Fairfield yeah. and this P-plater was driving the other way and he just randomly stuck his finger up at me. I was like, what the? Like, dude, you don't even know me. I yeah. could be an absolute psycho. You could be a serial so killer. So I just stopped my car. I go, you know what? I'm going to teach his little punk a lesson. So yeah. I stopped my car. I did one of, one of those U-turn burnouts and I chased this guy down. I'm going to teach his little prick a lesson. I chased him <laughs> he down. He would have shit himself. He went into a cul-de-sac. I go, I'm not letting this guy go. And I drove head on into him. I stopped right before I, yeah, him, yeah. obviously. And I death-stared him and I went to get out of the car and he put his head down and I looked to the side and he had his mum in the car and she had a look of horror in her face. So that was like, oh, you yeah. know what, I'll, I'll probably leave it. I, I think he's learned his lesson. Yeah, you know what, <laughs> nice of you to do that because if our mum – but again, like, why do you do it? Why are you sticking your finger up? It's just – Yeah, exactly. Weird. It's because he's the safety behind – he had the, the safety of his car. Mm. People online are behind the safety of their phones. It's a bit of a weird concept. But at the end of the day, what I found was that when it comes to them specifically trolls, it means that the thing is ev evoking or triggering a certain emotion in them yeah. that they don't like. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they look at me and they see me having a lot of fun with what I'm doing. Maybe there was someone who tried to do it. And they compare it, it to themselves. It didn't, didn't yeah. work out for them. Mm. Maybe they're trying to make it in the fight game. It's not working out. Mm. So they see someone like me who's not a fighter and it's it's kind of like having fun with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and the internet's created so much more of that. Yeah. It never used to be, well, I guess it's so integrated into our lives now, as you said. Yeah. All the apps from TikTok to bloody Insta, any of them. Yeah. It will get worse with it, Metaverse. It's oh, going to get worse. Dude. Metaverse will allow you to look and be the person you always wanted to be. Once in the, you're mm. in the virtual world and I can't see people disconnecting from that. Because if you're someone who yeah. doesn't like the way you look, doesn't like the way you talk, mm. because social media has made it that the, the one percenters are all on social media, like the ones at the top. As in, you know, the really fit, the ripped, the shredded. And mm. if anyone weight trains properly and naturally, it's extremely hard to be big and shredded. I just it's years of it's, training it's a, and it's dedication. A lot. It's a lot. And yeah, then exactly. Yeah. We see that these people will see that. Yeah. And they'll be like, well, you know what? The metaverse, I can change how I look. It's sad, isn't I it? I can look a certain way. Mm. I don't really have to ex go out in public, this and that. So it will get more intense. What do you think about the metaverse? Um, I think it will have its good. I think. Social media and the metaverse will have its good points. Social media has its good points. It has its bad points. Its good points is that it can give the right people a voice. Its bad points is it can give the wrong people a voice, mm. right? The well, it gives everyone a voice, right? Yeah, yeah. And it just it's a dependent or it's incumbent on the people that are listening, whether it goes further or not, whether it goes viral or not. And that comes down to, the, the, I guess, the, the morality of everyone watching the video. Yeah, yeah. Um, but sorry, yeah, and the metaverse, sorry, you, you were saying. Yeah, with, with the metaverse, I feel like, um, I don't. I'm not really. Good, I don't. Not really into it. To be honest, I've yeah. seen it. I'm sure it's going to absolutely take off. And if you're a business, I feel like if you don't get into it, like uh, you might get left behind. Yeah. Because it's now going to be a much much easier way to connect. But I feel like at the same time, because of the metaverse, industries like mental health, psychology, you know, those type of industries will absolutely take off because I, mm. I feel like you'll start to see a lot of dis those disorders coming up as well. Man, you know, you, you touched on a point, and it's, I agree with you, you know, exactly what you just said, I fully agree. You touched on a point of that 
disconnecting from reality because you don't like the way you look. Um, And that's so prevalent now. It's so common where people are are insecure or unhappy with how they appear and they either make drastic changes by by way of plastic surgery or or whatever else or they they change their identity. Um, But no one really seems to be happy or just content with who they are. You yeah. know, I, I actually know you are because not many people get on Instagram with a hairy chest yeah, yeah, yeah. and take videos, <laughs> right? Legit. I got a hairy chest too. I don't get yeah, it out yeah. enough, but dead set, it's not like, it's not some, you know, you're not some buff dude, tan, you know, with all your, all your shit going on, makeup and, free, you know, just, you, yeah. you're doing it as, as real and as, yeah. as honest as it is. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about it. But you're not trying to make it into something that it's not. Yeah, and I guess yeah. what social media does to everyone is it creates this this level of 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 it's fake, right? You yeah. can see, you see the filters. I I couldn't believe some of the filters that make the people look the way that they do. Yeah, yeah. And you think it's insane to think that women go through life. Not all women. I shouldn't say women, but some women make all these changes or all these touch ups just to make a photo get more likes but really the reality is that photo is is not really them yeah yeah. and that that's that's not that shouldn't be the way it is yeah they're trying to buy into the attention yeah of social media at the end of the day well that 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 hit that that boom 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 they they reckoned it to that hit and your feed like a pokies machine oh so true yeah it's so true yeah, Yeah. yeah 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 that's why it can get addictive for some people yeah um at the end of the day a lot of social media is attention economics um, and for some people, the attention kind of equals a validation to what they're doing, to how they yeah, look yeah. and all that stuff. Um, what a lot of people, um, what a lot of people, maybe a lot of people do realize is that in real life, like the way we are, if you were to walk out in, if you were to walk out in public, most people, um, aren't like ripped, shredded yeah. and all that stuff. I get so a lot true. of comments telling me, I <laughs> I got a shit body. <laughs> shave you. Shave you. I'm a, dude, I've been training for years. I'm quite healthy, actually. Your perception has actually been warped dude. on what health actually is. The way, you know. honestly, I, I'll be completely honest here. I grew up, I got grey hairs at like 19, right? So yeah. like, that's me. Yeah. Right? Pretty yeah. grey. I'll get the hat off. Um, gap, in, gap tooth from the age of as young as I can remember with an uncle who was a dentist my whole life who told yeah. me that it will close when I get older, but only for it to get bigger. So dealing with that through school and everything. And I used to color my hair because my wife's a hairdresser. I used to color it out of insecurity thinking I'd, I look old. And then I one day woke up to myself and snapped and I said, man, you know what? I'm just accepting it. Why am I even worrying about, I can't change it. Yeah. No matter what I do, no matter how much color I use, no matter how many, t- it's always going to be gray. I can I can fix the teeth thing, but then people yeah. won't recognize me. Nah, don't fix the teeth. No, no, thing. I'm never going to fix it. Looks cool. Never, no, I love it. It's like Arnie, bro. Yeah, yeah. Arnie used had bro, the Never getting rid of it. <laughs> but the hair thing for me, again, I'm, I, some there's other people that are far more insecure, and mm. you know, I get it. They have, they have other issues that they're dealing with and whatever else. But I just had to be, come to terms with it. I didn't get to a point where I'm like. I'm going to cut my head off. Yeah. I was like, fuck, bro. I've got gray hair. What am I going to do? Shave my head for the rest of my life? No. Yeah. Just deal with it. It is what it is. It's who I am. I can't change it. Yeah. And and that's something where everyone should focus a lot on. Not yeah. needing to always be 100% pure all the time and make everything has to be fake. Just be real. Like life can be real. Yeah. Like this social media and the integration into our lives. Yeah. Like I never thought in a million years that 
people would lose their jobs over social media. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Do you remember back when Facebook and all these things weren't as big as they were, as they are now? Yeah. People would lose their jobs over posts and things like that. Yeah, yeah. They go, what? This guy just typed a few things on a keyboard and he's lost his job. Yeah. And it's now the integration of it is so big. Yeah. Everything is it, it, everything sort of bypasses through social media, you know, one way or another. Um, yeah. There's a there, and I think one of the main issues with that was shown during the lockdowns. Yeah. With the yeah. censorship of information, who oh, controlled the flow of inf- time, information? Right? Where, like, right? I wanted to hear the other side. I wanted to hear differing opinions, and someone's like, "Oh, I don't know if I can say the word. It might make you v hesitant." You know, be hesitant. I'm like, yeah, I have a right to listen to another person's opinion. Exactly. You know? And I think tech exactly. companies have too much control over the flow of information. Should never be like that. Like, if you need to make an informed decision, and you're only shown one side of the coin, if 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 anything, that would make me, which it did, question the other side more. Because why are you closing? Why are you shutting it down so much? Yeah. If exactly. it's so dangerous. And you're, say, you're saying all these things about this virus, which is causing us to literally lose life as we know it for two years. Let me hear the other side. So at least I know what you're saying. I just need to get, I get an alternative opinion. You know, if I buy a pair of shoes, I'm not just going to buy them. I'm going to, hey, babe, do you reckon these are nice? Yeah, they're all right. Just yeah, for shoes. Yeah. Fuck, for shoes, you know. But for something like this, the information became, it was like down a, down a bottleneck. I was like, everything, uh, uh, no, just this, just this. And, you know, the V word was the big one. You couldn't post about it. You couldn't say it. (laughs) Fact check, fact check, all this stuff. You got the shadow ban. Dude, people, I'd get like 30 people watching my my stories. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, it was just like I became obsolete from the internet for like three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Because I had a differing or I shared a differing opinion. Like, uh, yeah, our, our world's become... That that was pretty crazy, and that, yeah. if anything, I think it opened up a lot of people's eyes to to seeing the other side and getting a differing opinion. Yeah, I think it it opened up a lot of people's eyes to the fact that you know um, how how much control some of these people do have, and how much like once once um, some governments take control, it's it makes it very hard to give back. Like I'm not really into the whole politics thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just something. I've learned something I've seen. No, you're right, man. Like, you give anyone enough control, they will get used to it. And they're not necessarily... It's not that they don't want to give it back, but they've become used to having it. And that's what I feel is is going to start to happen, particularly with little things, incremental things that changed and got worse over time. So it's not like, you know, there's a group of people sitting in a room going, we want all these people there and we want to take all their data. It's not that. It's like, it could be, but I feel like, when they've been taking it because there's a greater good that they want to f- focus on and they have to sacrifice these little things that we should place value in, because I definitely do, the little liberties that we have, yeah. you know, such as freedom of movement and other things and body autonomy, and, which we have for everything else except for the V. Um, these, th- this is all, you know, this is all the, the issues that I think we all... How was that? That we all became. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Was that that what, what happened there? But yeah, just being being free to have that that access to information and being able yeah. to just, you know, not necessarily think that they that 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 get you, but that's sort of where it was headed anyway. But yeah, it was a crazy two years, man. Yeah. It, how did it affect? Did it make your content better? Do you find it because more people were like at home or not doing as much? Or um, what it did do for me was that um, I kind of uh, dialed in. 
a lot of things. Um, that's um, I started Teep Muay Thai out of the whole lockdown thing mm-hmm. um, because you know I, I wanted another income. You know, awesome. I, want, I want to have a go at another income. Yeah, um, you know, I saw gyms were going to get closed, stuff like that. So, um, you know, I brought my Muay Thai trainer. He would come in, train me once a week, yeah. right? Once, two times a week. Uh, I set up a home gym, you know, uh, training, you know, training, fitness, you know, trying to work on the things that I love. That's what I dialed in quite a lot. Good. That's and good. Um, I feel like uh, with anyone... Um, particularly guys in particular, I would say that there has to be like, it's not like the old day. It's not like that, like thousands of years ago where we were part of a tribe and me and you would be like, Oh, you know what? There's a village over there. So let's go and take it over. And that would give us some ambition and motivation, <laughs> yeah. you know? And our wives would be like, yeah. back, Oh, you know, take care. Good luck. Make, yeah, good luck. You know, <laughs> you know please, we need some Come food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so these are, you know, obviously we can't do that, yeah. but you have to, have conquest in something, yeah. whether it be training, martial arts, a business, there has to be this innate desire for conquest. Mm. Otherwise, if you wake up and you literally do nothing, what I found was that um, you start to get very depressed. It becomes hard to sleep. You know, yeah. um, um, you see a lot of people who are out of jobs, aren't doing ne- nothing, tend to have, some of them tend to have sleep. A lot of them tend to have sleep issues. They have depression issues. Yeah. You have to have, this thing you're working towards, you have to have something you're always trying to conquer, you know. And I really, that's such yeah. a good way of looking at things, man. Because you look at all these motivational things, but you don't actually think about conquering. That's a great word and yeah. a great way to put it. That's awesome. Yeah, because if you don't have something to conquer, you're just sort of browsing or just cruising through life. Exactly, yeah. It gets very boring. It, it gets does. very boring very quick. And years yeah. go faster as you get older. So you'll notice years just start dropping away like that and you feel like, fuck, what's going on with the time? I'm not... Not utilizing the time. I'm not trying to conquer anything. Just training. I was chatting to my mates the other day and training with someone, lifting weights with someone. I've done it before. It's great because you have someone else that's actually pushing you. Yeah. You, you can push yourself and you know you can push yourself. I know I can push myself. But having someone else there, not physically f- pushing you to spot you or to lift the weight, but just to go, come on, man, let's go. Fucking put, put, let's go. Push it. Yeah. Let's go. And you can tell yourself that. And you can have whatever music going. But having that person with you that push that you got this you can do it man makes a world of difference yeah yeah definitely um i know before i said don't, don't go into it <laughs> no, no, on your own yeah yeah but weight training is different weight Let's, training like if you've got a different. spotter there if right. you've got someone helping you out and spotting you and particularly when they have the knowledge but particularly someone who pushes you you can always get those extra two and reps out of it. someone that's the crucial reps yeah because if you don't have those when you're battered and broken and you got those extra two and you're like oh and you can't push it yeah if you push it the conquer word comes in. You're conquering your mental bitch and you're conquering that physical, I can do it. Because uh, who was it? Was it David Goggins or somebody? They said, when you're tired, you're only 40% tired. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Goggins. He probably probably would have said something like that. He's a freak, that guy. I don't know. He's a fucking crazy guy, that dude. But it was, you know, you're at 40%. When you really feel tired, you're only at 40%. And having someone there will actually help you unlock that extra, those extra percent that will make the difference. Yeah. There's There's a quote, um, my wife told it to me when I first met her. I think it's the right one. It's uh, body not stiff, mind is body not stiff, mind stiff. Mm. So we took that a lot into yoga. So a lot of times when we had, because our style of yoga was a very, very strong movement-based style. Yeah, you were saying that and, earlier, yeah. And some people would come in and they'd find it um, very tough. Mm. And we used to tell them, she used to tell them she was a teacher, 
body not stiff, mind is stiff, as in you're not, you don't believe you can, um, you can do it, you know. Um, so when you're tired, um, and a good example was given by Customato, you know, Mike Tyson's um, old boxing yeah. trainer, was that imagine you're in a boxing fight and you're tired and he's tired and you just get that, you get that punch in mm. and you see him wobble. You have a sudden surge of energy, of energy that's going to go through your mind. Yeah. I'm going to take this guy out. Yeah. So you're going to have a boost of energy. That's where the mentality, that's where the, men, uh, the mental shift comes in. That's why um, I think David Goggins says that is that your body does give you these signals they're tired, but you can dig deep and you can push, push some, something out. You can take, uh, push something out. And that's 100%. what Customato used to say. He used to work a lot on the mental side. He believed working on the mental side would cut a fighter's time to learn, he'd make him learn a lot quicker. That's so, I believe that 100%, man. Goggins, I think it was Joe Rogan was talking about it recently, that he ran a marathon with his knees and they were bone on bone. And the doctor said, you shouldn't be able to walk, let alone run miles with the yeah. state of your knees. Like he was explaining how much, of a, how much of a savage David Goggins is. And just to hear that, to know that your mind is so strong, your mind is so much more powerful than you believe or than you know, until it's really tested, until you have to test it. Yeah, yeah. And getting into that that conquering aspect is so huge. It's so important. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I um, it's the little things like even just the one percent is like cold showers, training every day, eating better, sleeping at a decent hour. These are the little things that are conquering, helping you conquer the yeah. whatever it is. But it's little incremental things that are just going to help you get better and improve. Um, but yeah. man, yeah, it's, it's, um, especially after the last couple of years, it's the focus should definitely be on health and I, me alone anyway, I've definitely put a big emphasis on it. Just changing the way I do things. Yeah. With the whole increments 1%, I read a book, I think it was called Atomic Habits. Oh yeah. And awesome. Talked book. about, uh, have you read it? Yeah, I have, yeah. About the, the British yeah. coach, yeah. the bike, he broke That's it right. down yeah. into the little compartments on how to move a bike and yeah. tried to increase each. So he made, the, the, he made the seat better and the sweat, the, the exactly. pants better yeah. and aerodynamic this and changed. Yeah. So, yeah, the book does – that shows you how the little – sorry, yeah. go ahead, you, you say, bro. Yeah, I yeah. know. Oh, no. Yeah, so he'd, he'd done that. All I was just going to go on to was that um, a lot of times the lives that I do on um, TikTok, I get a lot of people who are training Muay Thai. They, so they're not, not fighters. Some, they want to be fighters, yeah. but at this stage that they're training. And they ask me – questions about because i'm 38 and my body feels better than it has ever bef before because of the yeah, yoga nice. because of the weight training and they go to me oh what should i do and i tell them look my sp my specialty is more the longevity part how can we get you doing what you do for much longer right so you can much, still much be longer. training until you're 60 and knock people out if you have yeah to. so you can still be you can be one of those old guys that <laughs> <laughs> you see some punk kid and you, <laughs> you, you, you give him a left right but you, you seen that video of the old dude sparring with that young guy yeah, yeah, I've seen How it. How good is it? I in the boxing ring? Oh, yeah, I yeah, can't find it out. No, no, I know he what you're just, He just lights him up, man. He starches yeah. him. It's great. It's fun. Yeah. good video. But what I tend to say in those is that outside of your training, right, if you want to take this serious, and you should, you 100% should take this yeah. serious, training, Muay Thai, you should take something of a savage movement serious. Yeah. You know, because it's very primal. It calls to the most primal part in you because I can imagine for most people in their day, they're kind of getting told what to do from that's everything, man. Yeah, yeah. So true. You never and think about it. You they're just sitting there it. thinking, someone's telling me what to do and I'm probably there thinking that man, I could just, if I want to, I could knock you the F out right now. So you go and do that at a Muay Thai gym. You go and yeah. train at a Muay Thai gym. But what yeah. I tell them is that, you know, get your sleeping right. 
seven to nine hours deep sleep. You know, make sure you eat enough protein, 1.5 to two grams of protein per kilo of your body weight. Do your mobility training, mm. do your weight training. This is if you want to just put health first. If you want to be a fighter, that's not my field. Mm. I say them, that's, this is something different now. Your, your main objective is to win. You got a problem in front of you, which is the person that you're going to fight in however long, six months. Now you got to work to solve that issue. Yeah. There. Different, tri- different so type altogether. Completely different. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm um, with fighters. I respect every single person that goes into the ring. It takes balls, it oh, takes guts. You, it's literally the most oh, definitely. riskiest, the most absolute riskiest Crazy. path you could do. And you have to have a complete warrior mindset to do it because I, I believe only a, a full warrior in the most purest warrior will take the most riskiest path in life. A path where even after the, you're not guaranteed anything. And after the fight, career ends and it will come to an end you're managing crippling injuries chronic arthritis mm. potentially your brain health mm. as well um so a shorter true. lifespan you know it's a complete warrior mindset so um that's a different yeah different Bro, one no I, i've dead say i've fallen in love with mma over the last sort of 10 years or so and that part that you mentioned exactly like the risk for reward i've said it before in this show but so many times the, these fighters put so much on the table, whether they're amateurs or pros, whether they're boxing, MMA, Muay Thai, doesn't matter. They put so much on the table, on the line. They've got to w- cut weight. They've got to go through camp. They've got to do all this stuff. They've got to put in the work. And if they make one mistake, like yeah. if they step wrong, if they trip, if they do something wrong, and this other fighter see- seizes that opportunity, it's over. Yeah. And they may be able to fight again. They, you know, whatever happens afterwards happens. But just for that moment, that it's not like a soccer game where they score the goal and you just take the ball out of net and run to half yeah. halfway and kick off again. You don't get to do it again. That's it. That's pretty much most fighters only get the fight that dude one time, unless it's a great fight and they want to run it back or whatever happens down the track. Yeah. But there is so much on the table for such little reward, and it takes a warrior to fucking do it, man. Because I I am it's the, it's the riskiest, probably one of the scariest things anyone can do when a cage locks and a guy goes, "Yep, fight." Yeah, and especially when everyone's watching you. And everyone's watching. And everything is exposed. If you haven't been training, it gets exposed. This guy could kick the shit out yeah. of your leg and you couldn't walk for a week. Yeah. This guy could fly kick you in the mouth and not wake up yeah. for I've 20 minutes. I've seen some terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible stuff. Bro, bro, it's, yeah, like, man, when you talked about fighters' health, you just think about so many good, fuck Diego Sanchez just kept fighting, fighting for years, afterwards, after, after, and he was just deteriorating. You could see the poor guy. And he would go in there fighting, put everything in the ring, just punch on until one person's crippled or not walk, one yeah. person's out cold. You know, it's it's such a difficult sport. And that's why when you're training it as, as what you're doing or you watch people that train it, it's such a beautiful sport because there's so much to it. Particularly like, like I said with MMA, I like it just because there is so much that you have to focus on or do in that short period of time. From wrestling, rolling, you yeah, know, MMA's hard. Oh, yeah. dude, so much. Yeah. You know, the wrestling is what's really tough. That's the gas. That's what takes your gas tank. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could stand and and throw, you know, for fifteen, but throw wrestling into that where you're yeah. exerting so much body energy. Tremend- and, yeah. Oh man, you got to be so fit. And a tremendous, tremendous amount of athleticism. Definitely in, in wrestling. Yeah. That's what makes it great, man. That the sport of combat or combat sport, martial arts in general. It's just it's a different level of that, and that primal nature comes yeah. out, and yeah. uh, and that's really what I want my kids to grow up enjoying. Not necessarily, I don't want them to be, you know, the big bully who can knock people out. It's just in respecting people more. And I felt 
when I started to get into it more, I felt that the respect became bigger. It was much bigger than I ever thought. You'd always think people get into martial arts because they want to have that, you know, I can knock you the fuck out mentality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you don't get it, man. Everyone's so chill. You get a couple of cowboys as yeah, you will anywhere. Yeah. But in general, particularly with, with BJ, everyone is just so friendly. You probably know the consequences of violence. Definitely. It was, a, it was something I listened to for us as a hobby, GSP's trainer. Yeah. yeah, yeah I've yeah. never heard of it. He talks about I haven't how listened to that, no. With Joe Rogan, he talks about how um, if you train, like if you train, fight, whatever – Right, you know the consequences of violence. Yeah. You know that if you get into a one-on-one with someone, right, they could knock you out. They could break you, snap your nose, yeah. break your orbital. Sorry, break your orbital bones. He was saying a lot of untrained people don't know that. Yeah. And that's why some of them sometimes they do the shit that they do, right? Because they don't know that. Hey, if you, you this could end extremely badly for you. They don't think about the other side. No, they think about themselves, but they don't think that the other person could, yeah, light them up. Yeah, that's yeah, so true. exactly. Yeah, that. Um, and he was talking about his various run-ins he's had with people who look like clearly that they've never had a, never had a fight in their life. But, um, yeah, one of the things that I found with uh, martial arts in particular is that it really forges such a warrior mindset. Yeah. Right? Um, everything from your training, your eating, your sleeping, you know, and it really puts you on this, down this path of – it's, it's down this path of discipline, mm. right? where you're doing it for yourself and you're testing yourself, right? And you're going through the battles, you're going through the hurdles and that's what makes it so amazing. And that's what I'm trying to get out to a lot of people because rather than like being 18, 19 and drinking and partying, which is what I did uh, at 18, 18, 19. Did that, yeah. Like go down this path, man, and you'll meet amazing people. You'll live an amazing life. Go to Thailand, go to the the Muay Thai camps in Thailand, go around Thailand, go train at different Muay Thai camps, you know? Train your ass off when you're when you're young, and your body can withstand like quite a lot. Yeah, man, that's good advice because yeah, the years will catch up, and the body will start to to do different things. And uh, mate, if you if you put the work in when you're young, it makes a massive difference. Do I go back to when I was 19? Fuck, different. I used to be health. I'm pre- I was pretty healthy. I'm still pretty healthy now. Yeah. At 19, I could have made some massive changes, which you know, just creating good habits. With just you know, one thing was just training, and that's one thing I'll push onto my my boys that just get into a habit of training. Just work on something. Doesn't matter if you're sparring, if you're lifting weights, or yeah. if you're kicking a so- Just do train. Just train. Get better. Focus on getting better. Because man, that's all it's about. That's that conquering aspect. It needs to be instilled that. in everyone. Conquering, man, because you have to. You got to conquer. You ha- everyone has that inner bitch. I've heard on yeah. Instagram all the time, but it's so true. Our inner bitch is the biggest player when it comes to making good decisions and bad decisions yeah and even when it comes to making life decisions have the, have your inner bitch under control and your decision process becomes easy you know how to navigate yeah because you're the one dictating the shots your brain isn't telling you oh you can't do it or yeah even if it is you can tell you know i can do it yeah and, I'll try, and i will do it um but yeah man look this is um this has been a, a really good chat i uh Glad we finally oh, got good. to do it <laughs> chris Teep muay thai so for those uh that want to jump on and have a look Teep Muay Thai on Instagram. I'm not on TikTok, but you've got a TikTok page. Yeah, so it's, it's the same thing across all Teep Muay Thai yep. spaces in between. Yeah, you know TikTok, Instagram. Uh, the YouTube is the same as the Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, awesome. Just yeah, you can just follow one of them. 
you know, and it's your daily dose of martial arts entertainment. It's good. Um, I love it. Showing the lighter side of a savage sport. Yeah. War, warriors in gardens. That's yeah. the other one. <laughs> <laughs> warriors in gardens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it, man. No, it's awesome, Chris. So I really, I love what you're doing, man, and um, I really appreciate you coming down. And it's really been really good to meet you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you.